Ring up. That'll do. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Every time a new setting. <laughs> so it's exciting. Oh, yes, you can tell how, how well I spend my time during the week, can't you? <laughs> Doing productive things. Oh, well, I think I worked on the mill room ineffectually to just, like, organize some stuff, too, so didn't mill anything. Nice. <laughs> Who would do that? Just get your pallet set up. I got the cam. I no, wanted yeah. to get... I Basically, before I tore down what was there, I wanted to, like, make sure that I knew what I was going to do, so... It's close, but no. Today, hopefully, that's kind of my hopeful end of the day goal. Get it set up. Yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, so I forgot to say good morning. Good morning, Dustin. Oh, <laughs> For those not watching this, there's now a keyboard on Gem's side that can play the sound clips. Ooh. I'm all flustered. <laughs> I was going to say, now mine won't work. You've canceled it out. Oh, it's always coffee time. It's coffee time. <laughs> oh my god, it's so much better. How do you load those into that thing? Fun and games. You like little clips you can... Yeah, just waves on an SD card. Oh my word, it's amazing. It's pretty. It's pretty janky setup though. I've got, I've got one pair of old Apple headphones, one in my left ear that monitors <laughs> that audio because I can't hear it through the laptop. <laughs> And I can hear you in the other ear. Oh, oh it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've obviously had a very productive week, yeah. as you can tell. What'd you get done this week? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Airtable doesn't have a dark mode yet, does it? No. I want to script nice. to have a dark mode. That's my top request. Yeah, that'd be nice too. I always end up editing, like, at night. And I'm just, like, staring at this yeah. white screen, like... <gasps> <laughs> The thing I figured out, you can invert your Mac screen. And so as long as there's nothing else on the page, it'll be black. <laughs> but everything's like teal and orange mm -mm. in weird places. Yeah. Delicious. You're quite a night owl, aren't you? Nothing giant. Uh, yeah. Watching Australian afternoon time and you're still awake and it's after midnight. Uh, I try not to be up after midnight. That's kind of the, the limit. Oh. I try to be asleep by then, but yeah. And what time do you start work, typically? I wake up at like 6, 20, 15, and then get yeah. to work by, usually by 8. I yeah. can be there before, but sometimes down. For a long time, I was one of the few people going to work, it seemed like, so the traffic was way down, and now it's like, we're right back up, and so if I hit the wrong time, it's <laughs> 10 minutes longer, yeah, not the end of the world, but totally. frustrating. Yeah. I want to know, why aren't you building a shack in the woods yet? <laughs> I'm not building a cabin in the woods yet, because... Oh, I was feeling more optimistic about the future this week. Had a good, good little debrief about my concerns with my business coach on Monday about oh, just the concerns that have been building up around, you know, the ethics of growing a business, you know, ah. and all that. Yes. Capitalist economy and how to deal with all of that. And we just had a good little 15 minute chat about, you know, yeah. the opportunities that are present in that issue, yep. Yep. how we can proceed and try and set a good example and be brave and do all the things we want to do. So, yeah, feeling good. That's good. Very good. Um, but I do, I do love building cubbies, as you can tell by this funny little room. I do take great pleasure in buildings and fiddling with small spaces. So I think a shack in the woods is in my future at some point. Yeah, I get that for, for sure. sure. That, like... I was obsessed. My friend and I, growing up to live down the street, Adam, 
would get the space underneath the staircase. So it was like one of those like wrap around, <laughs> not fancy, but just like a normal down half over down half. And you could crawl underneath it. We would just hang out in there all the time. That and build forts out in the woods. And so I totally get the like, like, I guess the mill room's kind of like that for me. It's like, ooh, now I can make the mm. wall organized just how I like it. And I can imagine also that the next time I see this, you're going to have like an enclosed space around you. So somebody comes in the door and then they have to like go in like a curtain. A little tent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfectly sound isolated. Oh. <laughs> I went camping on the weekend. And I think that ah. just further accentuated the feeling of wanting a small, cozy space. I get that. And also just the simplicity of camping, like getting home and having to deal with plumbing problems and cabinets that I haven't finished building and things like that. I was like, damn, tent life is so simple. Except for the no plumbing part. Let's <laughs> <laughs> take the plumbing problems. Well, there, there is that. <laughs> Bucket. Sanitation is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you is. that. I get it. I, I, Speaking I of your little mill room, <laughs> has anyone told you off for storing tool holders in timber holes yeah nope yeah that's good yeah there's very few like i guess i'm lucky or maybe i've rebuked enough of them and i don't get enough new people coming in that like uh, nobody's really like yelling at me on instagram all that often why do you have a thought of why that would be bad no i just feel like i've been told off for that in the past storing tools in timber holes because of the moisture Mm. rust blah blah never had an issue with it they're not enclosed and they're all painted that was one thing I didn't want with the mill room. There's so much oil floating around in the air, I think, that I just imagine that would be saturated by if it was just raw yeah. plywood edges. So we primed and painted it, and that just looks better. I've become a fetishist for painted surfaces. They just look so much, you know, you can only have so much wood, in my opinion, and then it starts to all just blend into the same aesthetic. Yeah. Particularly when it's all raw and it all takes on that same level of grime. Yes. And mm-hmm. UV yellowing. Yes. How was your week? Yeah, it's been pretty good. I feel like I've been crunching on getting the pedestals out. I went pretty hard on finishing up and like dialing in. I've got all these little, it seems so tiny. The little tiny like pit bull clamp and the uniforce clamps that go on the palette. And just dialing in and making oh, yeah. sure everything's accurate. It's not the only thing I've worked on, but I spent a good day and a half on confirming things and like actually taking the Pearson model into on top of my actual model of the mill table with the Renishop robe and just making sure everything goes in the right spot because like the way Pearson describes it, right, is you want your models to be really accurate for the stack up because you use... Uh-huh. I thought this was pretty smart. You use one of the pins on the base as your G59, uh-huh. and that's where you call all of your offsets from. And so if it's not modeled accurately, then you potentially are creating it. Like with that, I sent you that photo of the palette in, yeah. the, in the base. Like if that wasn't an accurate yeah. model, you'd <laughs> be in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Right, just being overly cautious. Yeah, it must be slow to set up all that stuff for the first time. Like, is that the first time you've used pit bulls and that sort of fixed stream yeah for sure i mean they come with like these there's some okay documentation but then like on the back of the package there's more that i hadn't seen of like if you use this Mm. one it needs to be 12.7 millimeters from this and it's just like if you get it wrong then i've scrapped a 400 palette and (laughs) uh, all the time and money associated with that so it's just been 
you know, it'd be easier. Like it was nice when like Ian, you was here and he'd done all this kind of stuff. And uh, I don't know. Did I say this last week? I feel I have this overriding feeling of like really wanting to have somebody hired in like a mill capable position, like that has experience again, because it was just, you know, slower, you know, we've done a lot of R and D and production off that machine for a while now. And so we didn't really need anybody. I guess if we could have been parallel tracking it, if I had the capacity and the money, but we did. So and now I'm just like sitting there, like, I should have hired somebody now so we could be moving on this faster, but <laughs> chicken and the yeah. egg. Absolutely. Yeah. How about you? What's new over there? Oh, we are just off the back of our hot laps quarterly review season. Just finished up the last ones on Monday, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Although I've got one later this morning. It's for the first time I've requested to be lapped by someone else. So that'll be fun. Got to prepare my, do my homework, prepare my notes. Sarah's going to take me for a walk on the phone and ask nice. me questions. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, just off the back of everyone else's lap and feeling, I suppose, quite reflective about, in a positive way, about the team and where we're at and all the things we'd like to do next. Have you, so, have yeah, you, that's, been, that's been positive. Have you seen Arrested Development, the show? A little bit. Have you seen the episode where the guy, or the, the main, I forget his name, the dad has a surrogate and it's that guy with the camera? Yes. He's like, Sarah, what if Sarah had one of those to walk around with you? <laughs> Into the hot labs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got a little distracted thinking it. about that. <laughs> we, joked, we joked about that when we first moved to Castlemaine and Sarah stayed in Melbourne about getting one of those segways with an iPad on them. <laughs> yes, that she that could like, the drive thing. around the workshop. <laughs> just sort of peer over your shoulder like what are you doing hello <laughs> that's the only thing i was thinking of is either the it was the surrogate or the ipad robot i forget what that's from <laughs> so yeah we've been doing that and we've been i've spent quite a bit of time this week getting my ducks in a row for a bit of a, a targeted campaign on vinyl related stuff yeah. mainly kit parts but also trying to just capture some of the interest around custom vinyl solutions because we do a fair bit of custom work for people like making custom bookshelves or setups for their mm-hmm. hi-fi gear yeah turntables so making a new landing page with jay today probably just sort of have somewhere to land that ad traffic so we know exactly who's coming in mm-hmm. off those ads and where they're landing That's and cool. yeah try and do a kind of a joint effort which we I think I've said before, like we don't typically do any advertising for custom work. We only try and push product. But I yep. think this campaign will be a little bit more mixed in terms of also promoting the fact that we do do custom work. Yeah. Because Aaron's been pushing the sales stuff pretty hard of late. He's kind of, well, he's he's owning that space at the moment. Like he's he is the sales guy right now and will be until the end of the year at minimum. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm so jealous of that. And wants more A-grade leads, so we will see how we can rustle up some more business for him because he wants to be in a spot where, which makes total sense, he wants to be in a spot where he can clearly say no to the the B-grade and the C-grade work and just really focus in on what we're best at. It's really interesting. I never had graded my lead, my my RFQs before. Mm, and It's a good thing to do. I've mentally done it, you know, I'm like, Kind yeah. of put more effort into those ones that you think are going to turn out to be the best jobs and prioritize those. But I still haven't done it. And you said that weeks ago, and I thought, oh, I should add that as a column. But we just have so few anymore that it's like, I can just 
do it mentally, but it would be interesting to mm. have the data later to see if those gradings turned out to be true. Mm-hmm. You know, if your gut was right. Yeah, that's a good good point, actually. Oh, that'd also be a really cool feature within Airtable to be able to have user averaged ratings. So like you and other team members could rate the same record. And then it would show the the rating of that instead of just one person's rating. You could do that with multiple fields. Yeah, you just have a lot of fields. Well, we've got so many fields. It's a bit full on. We need to do some cleaning up work at some stage. Field gluttonous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's what's happening at the end. I've been the, the marketing guy this week. Oh, that's fun. I'm curious. We were talking about that offline. I'm curious to see. You had sent me a draft of the video you're working on the ad and mm. my first gut re- reaction was like i have nothing that's going to be constructive here because none of mine convert <laughs> like i just throw money away <laughs> i feel like it's either i don't convert or my ads do convert for services we get a lot of rfqs that come yeah through the couple ads we do very low spend but all of the product-based things just never can figure out what that what that thing is and I think I'd said before, my friend that had done a decent amount of advertising kind of helped me set up some for the courses. That's the only thing that ever worked. And it was a tandem of what he called, what I know the words now, prospecting, where you're like, you just get a lot of clicks, right? And so anybody that yeah. clicks, then you can remarket to a different type of campaign to convert. Uh, okay. And you're using that second pool as like people that have been to this page, show them this other thing. And I don't know if it's just my sentiment. I can't seem to like create that thing that works. So, you know, for the amount of money yeah. I'm spending on advertising, which isn't crazy, I could probably be hiring somebody to do it too. <laughs> you know, like outsourcing it because mm. it's just, you know, exploratory is what it always ends up being. Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know. I find it really hard with Facebook to find out, you know, we don't, our Facebook spin is pretty small. Yeah. But conversion tracking is impossible. It seems at that end. So yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. That's why we wanted to do this landing page. So we at least have some sense of how much traffic that landing page gets because it should only be coming from those ads mm-hmm. initially. Yep. But we'll see. It's pretty common. Yeah. I see that a lot, right? With like, especially softwares. Yeah. Whenever you look at like a review side, they'll always send you to a landing page and then you can't like find the pricing on that page usually either, which is infuriating. It's like, I want to buy this software, but it's like sign up for a trial. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Speaking of software, do you get the, are you on, have you signed up for the latest workflow or replacement? No. Do I need it? No, we don't need it. We don't need to rebuild our systems, <laughs> but it promises big things. What are you doing to us, Jim? T-A-N-A. Jay sent it to me the other night. Oh, God. Not now. I can't handle this. You're going to have to send me a link at some point. Oh, well. <laughs> Not finding anything useful. <laughs> Tana.inc. Oh, <laughs> probably not like that. It's pretty much just workflowy with super features stacked on top of it, as far as I can tell. It like makes work three like complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. I'll take a look. Other news here, I suppose, is that we did not launch anything in September. Oh. End of September came and went, and no new products, which actually feels like a responsible and adult thing to do. Yeah. Right now, we'll focus on the products that we have and the communication that we don't have on our website for those products. Yeah. But yeah, sort of doing a bit of home improvement in terms of what we already offer and how we communicate rather than trying to pump out yet another thing. Yeah, yeah. 
I keep thinking about, and you do well at this already. I keep thinking about how I think it would be successful to, if I could make one to two videos a week about existing products or tangential things that they're like, all. it's basically like another version of SEO or like a feeder into help sell the product, right? Totally. Or just brand building in general and figure out the money situation there. I would love to have somebody or, or take off enough of my plate to be able to make the videos, but I think it'd probably be better if I had somebody that was like producing them and I... I did my whatever I needed to do on camera to like yeah. perform and then they could, you know, keep pumping out either social media as well as just YouTube videos. Like I think I'm now thinking a lot about how education plays a really nice role into potentially selling something. Like even if it's not like an outright yeah. sales pitch, it's there already. You know, like your video about doing like how to how to mount your crates on the wall. It's like people love the character, but then also you're basically selling the product, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty high on my to-do list at the moment. It says video daily. Pick Ooh. up the camera. <laughs> Get it done. I love that we both have buttons now. I'm sure the listeners are like tearing their hair out like, oh, it's only going to be buttons now. It's only going to get worse. Oh, Justin, this can just de-escalate into, you know. Now, what was I saying? Videos daily. Yeah, like I would love to. <laughs> so I'm just going to turn into a bin fire. I'd love to get more product videos on our website because I did a little exercise the other day of like, what makes it easy for me to buy products? What do I like buying? And what makes it easy for me to convert on those things? Yep, yep. And I was thinking about those couple of things that I am quite susceptible to. And product videos are pretty high on that list. Oh, yeah. They don't have to be very involved, but if there's product video and a few photos, it makes a massive difference. So I really want to get more product video cooking. And, you know, that can be quite informal, like that crate one I made just on my phone the other day. That's kind of what I'm thinking of just setting up the product in the space and just, yeah, doing a quick little walk through, talk through the features. Yep. We don't have anything like that at the moment, so I need to get my proverbial in gear and make them. Yeah. I feel like you have some videos like I would have been, you know, backfilling some of my stuff like are now selling tool holders that we're reselling as of today. And I had a previous video because it kind of comes up often. Yeah. It's just like a small product launch. I won't even like do much about it, but just kind of nice convenience things that you're already buying, say, like in the future, the pedestals. And you'll also want more tool holders. Right. So. I've already yes. done, luckily, in this case, I realized today I was like, well, like you're saying, a video is nice, and I'm keeping some of the product pages really simple, because it's like, what else do you need to know about a tool holder? Like, yeah. And so I added this video that was how to set up ISO 30, ER32 tool holders, because I made it nice. back when I was making the course, and people also, I had to learn it at some point. How do you properly set it up? What's the you know order of putting things in? How do you tighten it? And so I just linked that video on that page. And I think it helps to create trust, I think, too. Like, if you happen to come across only that page, right, somehow? Yeah, totally. Trust and sort of or some sense of authority, too. Like, you know what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or if I did it wrong, it's even worse. Like, (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't even know how to set up the tool holder. (laughs) Yeah. Beyond delegation, what do you not delegating or can't delegate. <laughs> what was I thinking? 
I'm going to describe what I thought it was first. What was Jem thinking with writing down beyond delegation? I was thinking like he's in such a crisis that it's not even delegation time. He needs to hire somebody to solve this problem. I think that's is that more self-reflective, Justin. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, maybe so. Ooh. Projecting a little bit. Get a room. <laughs> no, it's quite the opposite, actually. I feeling very positive i guess again off the back of hot laps i'm feeling very positive about what i have delegated and i i think yes it's delegation but i think it's kind of beyond that point because it's kind of more complete Mm -hmm. it's like here this is yours now here aaron take sales run with it and the change that happens in people when you do that is quite incredible because you know aaron and i have had a a collaborative sales relationship for ages now. Yep. Where we're both working on it and we're both sort of helping each other, which is great. And I don't think there's no reason not to work like that, but just the shift when you sort of give someone something completely and say, like, take responsibility for this, this is yours, run with it, I'm not going to be looking over your shoulder. Yep. The shift that sort of occurs when that works is amazing so like i'm just seeing that in various aspects of the business where we've done that and seeing people run with their roles and their responsibilities and succeed has been incredibly rewarding yeah and also like the flip side of that is really weird of like just having to get over myself and not not feel useless Because I've definitely had hang-ups in the past of like yeah. on needing to feel busy or look productive and not not in a false sense, but like, you know, always wanting to be the one who's working the hardest and pushing the longest hours and hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, that would be I hard. If I'm giving people these responsibilities, I also have to get over myself and just be comfortable in not doing those things and not, be, not being seen to do those things. So, yeah, that's been interesting. I realized as it's you were cool. saying that, that I had never considered that situation where I wasn't working, I guess I, I never, I wouldn't have thought of it as the hardest, but more like the most weekends, nights, 12 hours yeah. a day, ridiculous stuff that just kind of feels common. But like, I do have that guilty feeling when I take a vacation or leave early in the day. And Ricky mm. will, this is not at all a criticism of him. I think he's just so used to me being here when I say at like four or four thirty or something when I, I'm going to leave now, I think. And he's like, oh. You know, like, there's, like, surprise, like, <laughs> what do you mean? Why are you, yeah. whoa, something wrong? But it's an interesting thought to, like, not that you're entitled to it or something, but just, like, that it's taking me some time to think that I can only, it's okay for me to just work eight hours a day, you know, like, and honestly, in a certain sense, like, to set that as a model, I guess, which I definitely don't do in any way, you mm. know, like, take a take a lunch break and go for a walk, like, I still can barely make myself do that so you know nobody's ever really done that yeah, to an, a so. large extent here and i feel like i've potentially led that path even though i when people start i'm always like please take lunch like i don't eat i'm kind of weird but don't don't not eat for me but do as i say not it as i do yes yeah totally and i i'm definitely not there yet like i still get a sense of sort of accomplishment from a a big week in my time tracking app or like a big day like i'm still pushing sort of 12 hour days mm-hmm. four days a week so there's some balance there but yeah i'm still sort of addicted to that 
high of like, oh, look how many hours I did this week. I must have been productive. Look how much I got done. It's like there's some value attached to that, which I think is probably at the end of the day quite unhealthy. It shouldn't be about how many hours I've done. It's about what I've actually achieved, but for sure, it's hard to get away from that. I mean, the obvious question, I feel this way extensively, and I don't know how to change it, that there's no way I can work enough for all that I want to accomplish in a week or a day. I know. You have that exactly. feeling? Oh, yeah. Do you think everybody that does something like what we do, like an entrepreneurial or like a business owner has that feeling? Or are there people that are just like, yeah, I've done enough. I feel like I accomplished all my goals today. Do you think people are, there's people like that? <laughs> They're probably different sorts of people or at different stages in their life, maybe. Yeah. But <laughs> no criticism. I just, I've, just, it's hard for me to believe. <laughs> I know it's hard. It's hard to imagine, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah, I definitely have that sense of like, there's just so much I want to do and get through. How could I possibly mm-hmm. not maximize my time? For sure. Yeah. Pause for a second. Is there like a? Is it raining there? Yeah. Or- it's it's ambiance. Where's the ambiance button? Oh, oh, the coffee. This coffee in space. Mm. Oh, that's a, that's a different one. Did you label mm. the buttons or do you just know what they are? No, I've just, as I said, a very productive week, Justin. Mm-hmm. I've done this so many Lots times now. I, you're just over here like you don't even look anymore. I'm really busy, guys. I'm just going to shut my door for an hour. We'll just <laughs> while I make some calls. It's just dark. You just see the silhouette of Jem. Just... Speaking of shutting the doors, I'm loving having Threadboard. I'm uh-huh. loving being surrounded by Threadboard, and I think Threadboard needs to be my next focus to get it out the door because it's, oh, it's very enjoyable. I'm just really taking great pleasure in making small tweaks every day and moving things around and just yeah. putting hooks and things. This whole desk setup is fully supported by pegs because I've got whoa the walls are so close together that I've got pegs on both sides and the whole desk just sits into it it's a good time I should have I should have brought it up but yeah I noticed that you now have it on both sides of you and I Mm. think it used to be just one yeah 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 yeah. no it's great you got to immerse yourself in your product design right like (laughs) gotta use Mm. it I bet you've tried to climb with those haven't you yes yeah yeah makes sense Of course. <laughs> Climb all the things. I never published any of those so, videos. Yeah. Someday when we come back to making Knackwall, I have a lot of yeah. slow motion video that and I, we never got it to break, but we tested Knackwall with hundreds of pounds, if I remember right. And it never broke any of it. It deformed but quite a bit. But awesome. we like weighted the hell out of it with a huge fixture plate and just kept stacking it. I had like multiple slow motion <laughs> camera shots on it. Never broke. And I was like, so the slow motion's kind of mute. But the point was that we could <laughs> well, you know, we had an easy two times safety factor at like 200 pounds. So great. Was that that really janky setup you had on the end of a bench? <laughs> really? Yeah. It wasn't very photogenic, it was, was it? The end of our pallet rack in a corner. That's right. Yeah. And uh, probably the safest spot if it breaks, it was just going to hit plywood. But <laughs> it was it was janky. I was like taking all the mill scraps that I could find, like aluminum pieces. And I was like, how about where else? Oh, there's a kitty litter bag for the mill. And we just like throw it on. <laughs> it's got like probably 100 gigs of that video that never did anything. Oh, gosh. What are your goals for October? Wow, maybe Threadboard's tempting. I feel like maybe you have enough time. development time in to no. go for it. Probably not. I, sh- I should focus on our vinyl campaign, but that's not going to take me all month, surely. 
Yeah, that's the that's yeah. the fun part about little products like Duck the Duck Tower was it was well ready. I just basically wanted to confirm a few things and like make sure I could source some stuff. Mm. And it was the easiest part of relaunching the Shopify store. It was just like, oh, add the one product with a and some images. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when it's small like that, it not even any variance nice. to it. Yeah, nice simple product. They're the best. Love it. Yeah, I think I'm just a bit confused about what accessories I'm going to offer, but I'll just keep it simple. Yeah. You know, I'm having a great time with like just two different lengths of dowel <laughs> peg. So someone else can have a great time with that too. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. It is amazing when you, when you come up with something that has scalability or like uniformity mm. to it across such a area that it, it feels like there's an endless possibility with what you can make for it, which is just like, for what we, you and I do is so fun. There's so many ideas we never made or that only exist on this weird wall that would never work for anybody else. Yeah. Fun little weird get things you can make. What What's your October goal? I think it's launching the pedestals. I think they're going to be out soon cool. for pre-order anyway. Frankly, just need to get a couple things made on the mill with that new fixture, the palette, and then yeah. I really want to make a video. I, for some reason, that goes hand in hand to me, like the launch of a product, a more significant product should have a YouTube video to me. And there's just something about it, like like you're saying, it just feels like the right thing to do. Um, yeah. So I don't want to just do renderings for it like I like to do renderings, but mm-hmm. it'll also be good to have succeeded at making them and knowing that we can make them exactly how we're imagining to make them rather than just like, you know, small for yeah, I feel like a video is going to be important with that product because yes. I don't, it wouldn't suit, I don't think it would suit our machine, but like I have the sense that if I was a customer, my biggest question mark would be like, how the hell do I put this on my machine and how yep. do I make my machine talk to it? Yep, yep. So if you can address those concerns in a video. Yeah. What I'm curious about with other machines than shop savers is obviously I'm not going to have guides to how to install those things, mm. at least to start. But you had mentioned before that like you don't feel like your controllers that open to change potentially. So I mean, what it amounts to on shop savers, which we'll have a guide out, is you're just changing the position of where you go to do the tool change macro, which is yeah. a preset, and which you can also change. You can change features of that. It all it all basically is a bunch of little text files inside the controller folder on the C drive. <laughs> it's very straightforward. Oh. But you may is, discover is the that. PC driven. It's got a dedicated card, which makes it like a PCI card that makes it like more than huh. just the PC itself. So it, it doesn't put the processing power on the computer to run. Right. But it is running in a computer. Just a Windows PC. Yeah, right. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sounds kind of good, straightforward. actually. Yeah, this is limits, but it's strangely reliable and it just works i guess it's, it's low cost i think which is nice like if you need to replace it you can just swap in a new one and put mm. the card in and which seems to happen all too often <laughs> unlike our multi-cam controller you know that busted little control game boy thing that i posted on instagram yeah a couple of weeks ago we got ours repaired and they they sent out a, a loan unit while they were repairing our one but the replacement cost for one of those is like five grand that little lcd box like ridiculous so this is yeah. this is so another manufacturer that makes those you know, that sells these kind of things too sells the pendant to control the little like spinny dealy with the controls for at least five hundred dollars yeah. 
And I think you have to pay for a software thing too. And a few people found them on eBay for about 100 to 150 bucks and they claim they don't work. <laughs> the manufacturer doesn't, but pretty sure they do. Mm. And of course, then you're not getting like support, all that good stuff. But yes, do you have good support for your machine locally? Look, it is pretty good. Yeah, that's good. The tech, some of the technicians are great, very helpful. Yeah. Very generous in their sort of time and expertise. But at the same time, maybe it's just this, the A2Ms, not the A2MC, the AXYZ machine, because that's a bit more unusual for them, the Canadian one. With the, with knives. the knives on it that we've got. Trinity. Trinity. We need like a knife and a button. Ching. I feel like we're kind of more across that machine now than the technicians are mm. to some extent. Sure. Because it's a bit of an oddball one. Yes, generally speaking, support's been good. Yeah. A few complaints here, but nothing I need to address. I have in this weird conversation, not weird conversation, a weird tangent to this conversation. I've always been on the edge. Like, I, I think I do it still where you like add hashtags to a post, right? Kind of annoying, but. It seems mm. to work. It pulls in people. So I've always been hashtagging YCMCNC on anything related to the mill. And it is the yep. smallest community of anything I'm a part of. Like, there's like five <laughs> people, I think, that look at this. It is so small. But somebody in California that seems to be a machine dealer or support dealer, you know, a service representative that I had never seen just said, oh, I found this post from, I don't know if you remember, I, I spilled coolant all over the floor on accident, and like it was like 10 o'clock or something ridiculous. And he responded based on finding that on the hashtag on Instagram, and was like, hey, Justin, I see yeah. you have a YCM. I'm glad, you know, you're close to us. I'm, that's exciting. Like, super friendly. He's like, here's how you adjust that so it doesn't happen again. And I was like, uh, nice. oh, amazing. There's somebody else that uses these machines? Like, Followed him immediately. <laughs> Such a good, awesome, positive experience from a hashtag. <laughs> Title options, positive hashtag experience. For years since since I started using Instagram, I think 2011, whenever that was, I've made use of unique hashtags that I you know claim as my own, but I try I've tried to make them unique enough so that they don't get used randomly by other people. It's been quite a useful sort of cataloging system of being able to go back over, you know, 10 plus years and being able to quickly pull out photos for certain projects or certain products and things. And that's been a good little function that. No criticism at all. But we have, I have a couple of friends that have used that for their kids for photos over the years. Their, Their name and their middle name. It's actually strangely easy to then find all those photos of those kids, I guess, which is nice, especially if they're private, it wouldn't matter. But the one I've used lately is baby pants DNC hashtag, which is strangely not taken by anybody else. Strangely unique. (laughs) If you just, if you leave off the CNC part, it gets weird. So I don't recommend that. (laughs) Well, do you want to chat? Patronus? Patronus. You're a wizard, Harry. I don't think I have a I need one of those. Yeah, I'm jealous of that, man. That's so much better than my like super slow to react. I push it and it's like two seconds later it comes on. <laughs> mm. Atmosphere. <laughs> Just keep it rolling the whole show. Oh, I'm camping this weekend. Just so Patreon, huh? I'm not set on that. I'm just representing that concept as but, you know, whatever our supporter funding idea that we've been discussing could be. Mm. What 
would said supporters get, do you think? Yeah, I follow a few that get nothing. People support yeah. basically helping yeah. support and keep the thing going. So I'm not necessarily I support, I support dedicated like that. to the idea that they need to get something else. I also follow some mm. podcasts that used to do like special. I mean, this podcast was making 18 grand a month on their Patreon. What? So they were like sending out Jesus. every month or two a special thing. If you were a certain level, like you get something in the mail. Yeah, so yeah. That sounds like a ton of crazy work that I don't think we have the bandwidth unless this grows no. a lot. I'm open to creative solutions. I'm not saying Patreon's the best thing. I do have one that's very lowly supported for PDX CNC for like just content. So they oh, made it. It's yeah, been cool. up to a hundred bucks or something like that for a while. But frankly, all I'm looking for is just enough that we cover help with editing, I think, at this point. And yeah. If we can figure that out or some of it even. And I think it helps to make people more connected with the show. So if you have thoughts on what that can be otherwise, I'm open to like it being you know, behind the scenes kind of thing or Well, why don't we just spin one up? Yeah. And then then that's it's kinda I was thinking. I was thinking the same. I just don't know how to start thinking about it. Yes. Because yeah, I'm you know, I support I think I do support a podcast I've done for years and I don't or maybe they did send out a couple of things once, but basically yeah, I just give them a couple of dollars a month and look at what they do. But yeah, and I, I'm, I don't quite know what the special content would be, but I'm kind of interested in that idea if there was a way to do it. I guess one of the things that we could do is to have a more private discussion place if people wanted it. That was, I mean, we already have like the Reddit, which nobody else, I think I've had one comment on there. There's seven followers. I mean, we just have a small audience at this point too. So it's not like, yeah, you know, any of these things are going to make a big difference, but I think there's enough people that I've had, you know, we've had enough comments that I think there's people that would throw a buck or two or five in. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Cool. Oh, what are you doing the rest of the week? Do, 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 do. Or by next, by next show. I am going to try and embrace my role in marketing. I'm going to try and make videos every day. At least pick up the camera every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just going to commit, commit to that and see what I can achieve. Yeah. Yeah. And try not to spend too much time faffing around with my cubby. I mean, if they're very specific threadboard product design solutions yeah. for customers, because <laughs> I can attest to the same problem of making things for our office that never saw the light of day. <laughs> or, I mean, all of the NACWAL stuff, frankly. <laughs> Hopefully that's not all lost at this point. Right. What about you? What's on? What's the plan? Gotta mill that damn pallet. Pallet Pro Pallet's getting awesome. on the machine this week. And I want to make the pallet and I want to make long bases that I can't make right now. So like it's all kind of one thing, but it's also 15 steps to get there. Oh, and also we did make yeah. a pretty sweet fixture to be able to cut the tool forks yesterday. I whipped that out for oh, nice, cool. like a vacuum fixture that you cut one side and then the one and done fixture on the, on the router, but. Not completely certain it's going to work perfectly, but we needed more than anything. We needed a way to cut the the second op because once they turn into a half of a fork, (laughs) they're real hard to hold again. And when you turn them over. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully that's going to work. It's, it's waiting for parts to go on at the moment. Awesome. I'm keen to say that. I like a bit of router fixturing. It's pretty cool. Sweet. I did do a little video on how to do, how to add fixturing to your router. 
which I think you're well capable of. But if anybody else is interested, I'll put a link to it that how to like tap into your frame and how to think about it and how to like lay out your fixturing so that you can reuse it in cam. It was pretty key yeah, to be able to do something like this where it's in the yeah. computer already and in the machine already. Yeah. Awesome. Very yeah. good. Well, shall we get back to it? You have a button for that? Mm, no. I'll just leave with this. Play us out. George Michael, that's the name of that character in Arrested Development. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So I had this thought off the record. The, uh, I appreciate the chat, though. Always. Yep. Come in. See you. Bye. Bye.